What You Need to Know being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. DeMarco is in for Sedano. Prayers up to Sedano. I see a lot of that happening in the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter. And here is at UNEEQ underscore. By the way, did I hear that you did a Twitter spaces last night, Laura? I tried very hard. (laughs) What happened? Because Instagram, you know, I do my Instagram lives. The second one that I did, Late Night with Laura. Uh, but I got kicked out again because of the music. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. We're going to do Late Late Night with Laura on Twitter Spaces. But for whatever reason, Twitter is hating, <laughs> and I can't do Spaces. Like, if I deactivate, not deactivate, but if I delete the app, reinstall it, I can do the Spaces, and then it'll kick me out, and then I don't have the option to do it. So I don't I know what's going why. on. I, don't I wonder know. why that is. They're hating. It's okay. Have you ever used a platform called Clubhouse? I have. I actually have. um but a lot of people don't have that. It was like a lot of people are not in on it. So it's just, you know, and it's another app. You got to tell people to download. That's a lot of work. Yeah. So we're not doing all that. No, they they exploded out of the gate early, and then they just kind of fell off. Well, so. Twitter kind of, you know. Took, yeah, stole their idea. Yeah, stole their idea <laughs> right. with Twitter spaces. So, you know, there's that. But anyways, um, yeah, I tried. Miserably failed. <laughs> we will workshop that as well. But, Cap, yesterday you had, you know, your Scotteria was about Netflix. And how they lost a bunch of uh, subscribers, right? But because of that, things are happening. So we know that you are not going to be able to share your password anymore. Oh. That is a thing. But, you know, we've been hearing a lot about that. But now it is coming into fruition. The other thing that I'm like, oh, hell, really? This is why I used to love Netflix. And now mm, you guys are kind of losing me a little bit because the content's not that great anymore. There's going to be commercials. On Netflix? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they raised their prices, you know, like three months ago. And, and mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. You know, they got to compete. They got to do all these things. But now you're introducing commercials. Like, can you do any more to tell people to get off your platform? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I can take a hint. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's what you're telling me. You don't want me as a customer. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. I, yeah. yeah. That, that's you can't share your password anymore? That's the whole be... point of having Netflix. <laughs> so you're going to have to pay more if you to want share. to share it. Oh, but I'm I don't out. understand. Let me ask you a question. When I go on to Netflix, uh-huh. it asks me who's watching. It's got me mm-hmm. and my four kids. Right. So are you telling me that, that you're going to have to pay more to add people to your account? Is that what you're saying? Right. So remember, I think I did a What You Need to Know like maybe two weeks ago that they were testing this in like Peru and like Costa Rica and Chile where you pay $3 extra for extra profiles. So now, like, it, it's obviously not here in the U.S., but that's what initially they want to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Peace. Well, they're con- – like, Peace. I think about it, and, and in regards to what they bring to the table now with, like, competing with HBO Max and, yeah. like, Hulu and, you know, Apple TV, it's the Netflix is dragging now. Personally, I think. That they had me with yeah. Tiger King, though. Oh, I never oh, watched it. They owned me with Tiger King. Oh, my God. I couldn't get it. enough of that. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously. McVay I love Tiger King. It. Oh, my God. How could you not? I didn't watch oh it. Oh, my gosh. She might have fed her husband to the lions oh or my- to the tigers. Come on. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Yes. Yes. Carol Baskin. Yes. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic, right? Joe Exotic. Yeah. He's in jail, right? Yeah, he's in yeah. jail. Wow. Interesting. Carol Baskin. When's the last time well, okay. Netflix has dropped? Something like Batman just came out on HBO, HBO right? HBO yeah, HBO Max. Max. But that's, that's what they're saying that they can't compete with all these others. Like Apple has I, 
And to tell you the truth, the quality of movies on the other apps are way better than Netflix. I I was going to say, okay, yeah, my my kid goes to Netflix, but I don't. I Yeah, I'm I'm on other stuff now, yeah. See, we do, well, I have everything, and we do share, like, in my household, we all share. Uh, Even though I don't live there no more, you know, we all share. So So you're stealing it. Not stealing it because my brother's paying for it. Like, my brother plays for Netflix. I pay for Hulu and, like, uh, uh, the bundle for you. You're bartering it. You know, so we all kind of trade off. That's how it works. It's not stealing because I'm actually still paying for it. The barter system, yes. You know what I mean? Like, we're still paying for it. So Whatever, Funch. The barter system, yes. Yes, we're contracting. The whole point to this is that... When Netflix lost, you know, all the move the Disney movies and all the Disney stuff to Disney Plus, and then they started losing the stuff from HBO. It's like, well, what else they got? They they don't really have. They had a the lot. Irishman. Well, let me ask. Let yeah. me ask you guys this that question. That was a good movie. Which movie? The Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah. Oh, I okay. watched it in one sitting too. Yeah. Right. Me too. The Five Bloods. Right. Netflix. Yes, Spike I think Lee's so. Movie? But yeah. that Irishman okay. was like three and a half hours. No right? doubt. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the last series that you watched on Netflix? That you had to have Netflix to watch. On my block. Okay, I don't know that show. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay, on my block, Demarco, you have a Netflix series, no. most recent. Uh, no, I uh, no. But on my block was a minute ago too. Like, okay. do documentaries count, or like you you mean shows? Yeah, I'm just talking shows. So, like for example, no. um, what's the one with Jason Bateman? Um, Ozark. Ozark. You ever watch that? I, didn't get into it that much. Oh. But the last series I saw was uh, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Ah, that was really good. Okay. I didn't watch it. Yeah, me neither. That was a start and stop for me. It was good. I just didn't have the time for it. You know? Yeah. I don't have time to watch TV like that. Like, Ted Lasso yeah. was the one that I was like, oh, my God, I got to keep watching. But that's over on Apple TV. Right. I know. That's what wow. I'm saying. I mean, that's saying a lot. My life. And then you right know what? I got along without Blockbuster. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I used what about to Cobra live- Kai? Cobra Kai. Cobra yeah. Kai's on Netflix. Yeah. Gave up on it. Really? I gave up. You're, yeah, I gave up. I know you're a Karate Kid lover. Big time. Yeah, I but you, gave you up don't on watch it. it? I gave up on it. Yeah. It kind of got weird. Yeah, I never started it. Yeah. You know what? You, you'll love it. Did you see the first movies? First two with Rocky? Oh, I, I mean, I loved I loved the whole Karate Kid series. Then you'll you'll love the first two seasons of this. You will. Really? Yeah. It's nostalgic. Mm. Hey, so so Laura brings up Netflix today and the possibility of them infusing commercials, which will really turn off most people because that's supposed to be the beauty of streaming. Um, Netflix, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, DeMarco, their stock price yesterday was like $350 per share. Wow. It closed yesterday at like 225 Oh, man. Today, it was <laughs> down another $8 and it closed at 218 So, again, think about that. Two days ago... Your stock price is three hundred and fifty dollars a share. Two days later, you've lost like forty percent, and you're at two hundred and eighteen dollars per share. That's yeah, that's about what that guy lost getting beat up by Mike Tyson, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, he lost about forty percent of your manhood there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not all of it, <laughs> just some of it. You took punches, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like I, I don't know. I mean, there's too many choices out there now, and like you said, I can't remember the, the last time I was drawn to Netflix. So I only got HBO Max because of Winning Time. Are you watching Winning Time? I am. So good. Yes. Okay, hold on. Laura says it's so good. DeMarco, is it good? It's great. <laughs> wait, wait, you sure? Positive. Okay, because... Am I going to get sued now? No, no, oh. no, no, no. But, but Kareem says it's boring. It's not funny. The cali- cali- uh, character development is shallow. I mean, Kareem wrote an entire column this past week on his Substack account pretty much saying that the entire series sucks 
Okay, wait. I I see where he's coming from because he was a he was a part of it, and it's Hollywood. So they're only going to show so much of you or just parts of your personality. It's like me watching American Underdog with Kurt Warner. It's great, but I'm like, okay, it didn't exactly happen that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that um, that in Kurt's case, you know, he was consulted on American Underdog? He he worked he, he was, with the he, writers. His fingerprints are all on that movie. That Correct. story. He owned that story. Yes. Right. Whereas Jerry West and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss, who I I know I've seen a television commercial, I believe during an NBA playoff game, where Jerry, uh, no no, uh, Jerry West, yeah, Jeannie Buss, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Magic Johnson are all in the commercial promoting Magic's new documentary on Apple. Wow. So so they're all seemingly really upset about winning time, but I wonder if it's just purely because of the way their characters are depicted or if it's because they're not making any money off of it. Ah, great question. Are they making money? No. So Jerry West isn't making a dime from that character. Correct. So basically Jerry West is a character now. Somebody made him up. Yes. Magic is a character. Somebody made him up. Right, he was there. There was a guy named Magic Johnson. You can do that. You can make a movie about somebody's life and not pay them. Because mm-hmm. it's so. fiction. It's not a like. But Jer- it's his name. It's Jerry West. It's what he did. That's not fiction. Well, that's but that's why Jerry West is so angry, because instead of Jerry West saying, "Hey, I sat with the writers. I consulted. They asked me questions. I told them what happened." Nobody asked Jerry West. Everything is based on Jeff Perlman's book called Showtime which was a piece of journalism. It was a historical look at the Lakers back then. And what Winning Time is, is a Hollywood dramatization based on the way Perlman reported it in the book. Of that book. Right, but these are real people who are still alive. So so you can imagine where Jerry West is like, that's not a, a proper depiction of who I am. And what's going to happen is people like me, are going to watch this show, and we're going, to, we're going to treat it as if it were a documentary when it's not a documentary. And that's why Jerry's so upset, because everybody's going to think that he's this raving lunatic. <laughs> and he is on the show. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of that's got to be real, right? Some of it. You know, I bet if you ask, if, if somebody, if they're doing a story about you, and the, they're only going to show so many parts of your life, but I bet if you... Talk to the people of your past. They would say you were exactly like that, whether you want to admit it or not. So I think some of that has to be true. He's just kind of upset that it's being broadcast. So he wants an apology and a retraction, and there's the threat of a potential lawsuit. Do you think that Jerry West is going to receive a ton of financial considerations because he sues HBO. I'm shocked. Wait, you're telling me Jerry West isn't making a dime from this. So you can just use his name anytime you want without paying him. I mean, I can't say that I'm an expert in this field, but here's a book that's written and here's a, uh, a, a, Here's HBO that bought the rights to the book. Wow. You know, and they, they changed some things around. Shocking. I mean, it, look, I, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see, but, you know, that'll open up some, like, Pandora's box if, we, if, it, if he does win. You know, you know what? This is great. This is actually great. Ramona Shelburne is, is texting me right now and says, do you want me to call in to talk about this Jerry West story? Yes. The answer is 1,000% yes. Let's get Ramona to tell us what she knows about this, because she's the one that broke the story. Ramona will jump on the air next 
This is great, man. I am so glad we're having this conversation because Ramona did. She published the story, and she broke the story that Jerry West is so upset and has gotten a legal team involved. Ramona will tell us what she knows. DeMarco's in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap, and Momo is coming up next. This is 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. What's going on today, everybody? It's been a gorgeous afternoon. I was driving around earlier today listening to Mason and Ireland go commercial free. That was awesome. And now DeMarco is in for Sedano. I know a lot of people in the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter are sending prayers and love to George Sedano, who put it out on Twitter earlier today that he's in health and safety protocols. And that's what we call it in the NBA, and he's in the league, you know. Yeah. So... Uh, now, we were talking about this Jerry West situation, DeMarco. You were asking some really good questions, and Ramona Shelburne was listening and said, yo, oh. you want me to call in and explain this stuff to you? And the answer is, uh, yeah. So Momo is standing by and ready to jump in. Hey, Ramona, how are you? Hey, what's going on? I was I, like, hold on, I got you on it. I knew it from the moment I, I met you. I have the answer to your question. I knew yeah. it from the moment I met you. I'm going to be cheating off you. So, yeah, help me with this. Help us with this. Okay. So I can so, use Jerry West's name and not have to pay the guy? Yeah, because he's a public figure. Okay, so public figures. If this is and this is there. There's two parts of this that are interesting when it comes to winning time. Okay, number one, because this is all public, like he's a public figure. It's 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 termed what's called fair use. Like all of this was covered in newspapers on TV. Everything that happened was was covered and it was written about in a very public forum at the time, and it's been written about and done. So much stuff. So, it, it, you mean like the, the entire Showtime, his there. life, that stuff has been written about. Yeah, That's all what, of that. Okay, it's been written about. Plus, there's a fair use uh, when when you talk about anything that's like just part of the public record. So anything that rises to that level, which anybody who lives in the public eye does. That's how that's how you can have um, the Crown is a good example. Okay, so the Crown is all about the British monarchy, et cetera, et cetera. It's based on some source material, which is the the way you frame it. It's called in the, in the business we call it intellectual property. Okay, so the source material is Jeff Perlman's book. That's the intellectual property. So a lot of the storylines and the details and everything that go along with Showtime is based on what's in his book. Now that doesn't mean Jeff Perlman owns the rights to all of this. It just means he wrote about it as a journalist and he did interviews with people. Right, a lot of the principals were interviewed for his book. So anything that's in there that he's reported on is considered part of the public record, and you can do uh, fair use TV shows about it. Okay, but why um, then? But now, why, Ramona? Can you take the liberty of of adjusting the details to make them more interesting for television? Uh, why can you change who the personalities are? I'm just okay. Yeah, so there is there is a, a disclaimer. At uh, at the end of every episode, or at the beginning, I can't remember if it's the beginning or end. So this is a this is a dra- this is a dramatic version of a story that is based on true events and people. Okay, it's just a dramatized version. So there's a disclaimer that says we're not necessarily presenting a documentary. This doesn't have to be 100 percent true. This is 
based on real life events and people based on and in the in most of the time when all these things there's a, there's a long history of these kind of things right i just watched the dropout that's the you know theranos lady right yep. um the you know elizabeth holmes uh wow. there's people versus oj there's impeachment that was about the clintons um anything that happens in the public eye like this you can make a miniseries a lot of miniseries there was one on um Who's the guy who defrauded all the investors? Uh, uh, Bernie sorry, Madoff. Madoff. Yeah, thank yeah. you. All right, yeah, thanks. It was Bernie Madoff. Richard Dreyfus played him. I mean, anything that was a big scandal, a big story like that, can be turned into a dramatized version of real-life events where you weren't necessarily in all those rooms. The writer wasn't there, so they imagined scenes and character traits. And they... But when you do this, this is the important part. You have to be able to support the way that you are uh, portraying someone, especially if it if it's a there's something in a negative light. So when I was reporting the story on Jerry West, like I read through the whole letter his lawyer sent. Let's, let's be clear, this is a letter. This is not a lawsuit. In other words, it's it's threatening a lawsuit, but it's not actually suing somebody yet. Right, okay, right. Mm-hmm. and that's important uh, because in this letter they say uh, you have Jeff Perlman's source material, and in the book. You're deviating from how Perlman writes about Jerry West, right? Perlman doesn't write any of this stuff about Jerry West. You just kind of made this up. That's that's the that's the allegation, and we don't believe that you can support the idea that he what came to the office intoxicated. And there's a couple scenes where it shows, you know, Jerry West being drunk at the office or or alluding to him drinking while he's on the job, right? And that is something that legally they are arguing there's malice behind it. Hey, you're saying he came to the office uh, drink, drinking. That's a big deal, okay, to say that about somebody unless you have something in real life that you can support it with, right? Did, did somebody tell you that? Was that reported someplace? Did Jerry West write about it in his own book? Um, a lot of, you know, that's another thing that's fair use. He wrote his own autobiography. So, was it, you know, a lot of the stuff that he writes about with depression, um, the, you know, his feelings about Magic Johnson, like I know they – they read his book and they have a lot of this stuff and he put it out there. So he wrote it and they can say, well, you, you said it in your own book. Now, one of his allegations in the loss in the lawsuit, in the letter is, you know, you're saying I said not to drop magic Johnson. That was the whole thing in episode one, but you left out the part where I actually went back to Jack Ken cook and Jerry West and Jerry bus and said, but you'd be a fool not to, not to take him over Sidney Moncrief. Right, like kind of ruins the episode. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of ruins the dramatic tension, right? Right. So, you know, like you you tell half the story. Now, well, is is it because Jerry has thin skin or something? I mean, no. I mean, mean, would you like to be portrayed the way he's being portrayed in this? I mean, it's like, would I like to be the the subject of a of a miniseries? I wouldn't be that upset, you know. (laughs) I I know Jerry, and I know how he is, and yes, he has a temper. He's emotionally passionate. But I feel like the portrayal is a little over the top, and it's a little one note for my taste. Like I'm like, you know, the guy wrote really openly about depression and his own, you know. And so when somebody's really honest with the world about who they are and the struggles they go through, it feels a little mean to make fun of that. Okay, right? Fair. Like, you know, the the scene in episode two where he's on the ground and his underwear crying. Yeah, yeah. And all that, and then, or like even, I mean, I was like, oh, that's rough. That's a rough one right there. You know, but like. You know, he did write about stuff like that. He does write about how much, how hard he takes this stuff or his childhood. So it's fair. But there's things that he's he's alleging in this in this letter that he sent mm. 
that he doesn't think are fair. And okay. I and I under, and there is some case law on it. And so let's see what happens from there. I don't think, and guys, this is this is my opinion. Okay, I don't think it's, it, it, you're going to see a lawsuit out of this because going through a lawsuit on something like this is kind of ugly. It's not fun. You but, go Ramona, but Ramona, what, what, is, but what does Jerry want, though? I mean, you know, the, the, the way you reported it is, and I think the yeah. way they wrote the letter was, he's demanding an yeah. apology by this date. He wants a retraction. Yep. So so let's just say hypothetically yep. the producers from HBO come out and they go, hey, we're really sorry that you didn't like the portrayal of the Jerry West character. Yeah. We're sorry about that. And as far as a retraction, um, let us just say that, we don't necessarily know that that's exactly how Jerry West was, but we took some creative liberties. So now you've got a retraction and you've got an apology, but you still have a show mm. that's produced and you have it, you know, cataloged so people can go watch it whenever they want to. What is Jerry expecting to get out of all of this? You know, I think uh, I don't think you can get much, to be honest. Like, unless you're going to go through a lawsuit, which is going to be ugly, they're going to do. I mean, you know, it's almost like you have to prove what, what they're saying about you is wrong. Which means then you're going to have everybody who has ever known you is going to be deposed, and all that's going to be public. Like, no, that's a really uncomfortable process, right? Um, but I think the way you can get out of this is maybe they think twice about how they portray you in season two. <laughs> but you know, to be honest, I really think the thing that Jerry, the reason why you'd send a letter like that is to have your own say, is to stand up for yourself. Right? I never, I never so saw Jerry West as a villain. This. I, you know, I never, I never, even through this, I would still never uh, think the guy's a villain. a villain or. He's not a villain in the show, but he's sort of, um, he's sort of seen as uh, out of control. Like he's got anger problems and, you know, he's like one of the greatest executives of all time. He doesn't really get any credit so far in the show. <laughs> like he's sort of seen as like a, you know, out of control guy who didn't want to drop Magic Johnson. Right. Like, and you know, the, the depression and the scene, the sex scenes and the. Oh, there's that the one sex scene where it, like it's, it's almost me. like his wife is tricking him into having kids. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, I gotta say, I mean, I, I, mean, I nobody. I, I feel like I know where Jerry's coming from. Like, I understand that he's a a, yeah. a living human being uh. who's watching yeah. the porch. Yeah, that's that that. Momo, you still yeah, there? And, and you know, yeah, yeah. The truth is, the truth is. You know, nobody likes to see themselves portrayed in a negative light. Okay, like I don't even like watching myself back on television. Okay, yeah. I don't like listening to messages. You're, you're turning I leave me around on, on this. My... You're turning me around on this. Go right? ahead. Like it's uncomfortable to see how somebody else is going to write about you and portray you. But I'm just surprised like, that do, they do can... you watch yourself back. You know, I, I, yeah, I can. I'm just surprised they, can, they would do this. Like, without his consent. Like, you would think when they're doing a story about oh. the Lakers with Jerry West, it would be kind of a love story. You know, I just saw the Nolan Ryan yeah. doc that's about to come out. That's It's all going to be positive, I assume. I thought this would be the same way yeah, for certain guys. Yeah, but that doesn't guys. make for good entertainment, right? Like, it's Hollywood, you know? So, yeah. you've got to have some drama. And but Jerry Buss had to go against Jerry West's recommendation, right? I mean, look, to me, the show is very entertaining. I am not portrayed in the show so if i was to watch myself and have somebody portrayed me i'd be like oh man this is tough to watch right no doubt the, and this the, is a living legend like i mean i just uh, why know, is kareem mad? writer sometimes why is kareem mad uh well kareem doesn't get a very nice right either i mean you know i i think his character the arc of his character gets better over time but like they you know that's he's kind of into all of his yeah <laughs> yeah he is i mean that that one's but he's not saying it's inaccurate 
I think Kareem's mad because, and I, and this is me as a writer talking. Okay. I, I think he's right about this. To me, the way that Jerry's written is like, if you catch somebody on their worst day and in their most irascible or most, you know, whatever it is, and then you only show that side and you don't necessarily balance it out with all the other good stuff and the other ways they are and the other 300 days a year, right? Right. That's kind of the way it's, it's been written so far. Now, I don't know. I haven't seen 9 and 10. I've heard this argument. Episodes. I've heard this before. This is how they right? try to tell me Darth Vader is actually a good guy. See? They only show <laughs> yeah, me the bad I mean, parts. there's a redemption. <laughs> like, it's gotten better for Jerry as the series has gone on. But the first, you know, the first three, four episodes were pretty rough. Yeah. True. And I, I think it's gotten a little better for him. His arc's a little better. But it, it's, um, you know, Kareem, I think Kareem has a better arc when I've been watching the Kareem arc. I think he's, they, like, nobody really likes to see the good and the bad of themselves, right? It's really uncomfortable. You know, it's, it's and it's, I find that as a writer when I do feature stories. Sometimes I write a story, I think someone's going to love it, you know, and they totally hate it. And there's like one, yeah. there's one line or one quote, and you thought it was like honest, and they were like, that was mean. And you're like, oh, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you not see yourself that way? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, Ramona, like okay. Ramona, let me ask yeah. you this question, though, because you now have this deal going with yeah. FX yeah. to to do yeah. a, a docu-series, I suppose, on on your yeah. 30 for 30 about the Donald Sterling situation. Correct. Don't you think that at some point you're going to be like, yeah, um, that's not exactly the way it was, but I understand that they're making up, you know, they're yeah. trying to Hollywoodize the thing. Don't Trust you expect me, that's that? That's something I think about all the time. I mean, look, I I was in total control of the podcast series, right? There's not a word that's written there that I didn't that I either didn't write myself or sign off on, right? I don't have that kind of control in this. You know, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, that you see scripts, you give your input, but like I'm, yes, I am a producer, but I'm not the writer. I don't, in the scheme of things, on the 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 board, you know, you can't. You can't always rank, you know, like in terms of importance. And so there's going to be things that I'm sure people get mad about. Or it's also sometimes there's just like when you somebody does their own documentary, it's very rarely as good as the unauthorized version, right? No doubt. People withhold things. <laughs> no you know, doubt. people don't like to put all their dirty laundry out there. the bad oh. parts about themselves out there, right? Wow. So there's going to be stuff in there I'm sure that people are not going to like. Oh, and there'll God. be stuff that I'll have to answer for. And you know, I, I know Jeff Perlman's always active on Twitter trying to answer things, but the one thing you have to – this is where I – this is how – this is my baseline, okay? Um, there's things where people are not going to like the way they're portrayed, but you know it's accurate or it's, it's, there's, a, there's enough truth in that that you feel like it's fair. Like you may not like this about how people see you and how you talk, but I feel like that is how you are, and that enough people will say that, and that's a general consensus. You can right? make anybody a and, villain. That's what it sounds like. If you remove right. the good parts of so, anybody's life, yeah. Right. And so if there's stuff in there that is over the line that will upset them that is not based in truth or reality or whatever it is that's maybe not fair, that's where people start to really get upset. Now, some people are going to get upset about everything, mm. Okay. This is Jerry and Kareem so far are the two who have spoken out. Everybody else has kind of kept quiet, if you've noticed. And I actually think that's by design because there's a reason they all didn't participate in this, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's not their thing. And right. they didn't want to be a part of it. But, you know, this is the part where, okay, we weren't a part of it. And so 
We, you know, well, we'll Cap, Cap, when they do the miniseries <laughs> about you and, and George's show, make yeah. sure they interview me so they can get some positive. Yeah, just a little bit of positive. It's going to be a lot of negative, so right. I'll be the one positive right. for right. you. Right, it's going to be everybody beating up on me. Ramona, <laughs> thanks for calling in. Thanks for tuning in. Is we really appreciate helpful? it. Absolutely. Helpful? Very Thank helpful. you. Yes. Very helpful. Okay. Right, Marco, I got one thing for you, okay? What? I Go got ahead. one more thing for you. As an athlete, did any journalist ever say to you, hey, listen, the story's coming out whether you like it or not. Do you want to have your say in it or not? No. That's No one's ever said that right? to me, no. Yeah. That's, that's the God's honest truth about these things, okay? A lot of times when a, a big story like this, winning time, HBO decides to make it, it's coming out or not. You want to wow. be a part of it? You want to have your say? You make the choice while they're developing it. And wow. this is what happens. What when a you choice. Don't, right? I, you know? yeah. <laughs> what a choice. Wow. <laughs> All right, Momo, we got to hustle, man. We got to go. Right, um, thanks, Momo. Hey, stick around. Radio Tinder is right around the corner. DeMarco is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. All right, it's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Ramona for tuning in, for then calling in. And DeMarco is in for Sedano. DeMarco, you feel like you got some information there from Ramona about how they pulled this off Big and how time. they can. Absolutely. Use people's names without paying them, yeah. You know, I get it. It's weird. Uh, you know, I guess if you've talked about it, if you've written about it, then I guess it's fair game. It's you know, it's but it's weird if you're on the inside, if you're a part of that team, if you're a part of what they're writing about, I could see how some people would be upset. But yeah. like I said, if you go ask the right people from your past, hey, was I really like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll continue things here uh, in just a second, but first. It is time right now for a game of Radio Tinder. All right, no producer Lindsay today. She's on vacay with the fam down in Orlando at Disney World. But Funchy's in the house. Just Funchy in the house right here. All right, guys. Arizona Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Is this Kime or Kim? Kime. Kime. Told reporters today that there's a zero chance that the Cardinals will trade their star quarterback, Kyler Murray. An hour later, Murray tweeted out a a, a 100 emoji basically saying 100 you know i'm not going anywhere uh rumors have been running wild since murray scrubbed his social media of cardinal stuff that he wants to get out of arizona uh will next season be kyler's last as a cardinal swipe left or swipe right cap i'm going to swipe left and i'm going to say that cooler heads are going to prevail and the Cardinals are going to pay Kyler Murray the kind of money that he thinks he's worth, and they're not going to want to start all over again at quarterback. So I, I think Kyler's going to get paid. I'm not sure he's going to get Deshaun Watson guaranteed two hundred plus million dollar money. I'm not sure he's going to touch Patrick Mahomes' money or you know any of those kinds of guys. But I think they're going to pay him. Wow, you know this is a hard one, man. Um, I wish I was as confident as you are, Cap. Really. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I think Arizona, uh, they're they're kind of backwards, you know, like upside down in your mortgage. You got your head coach and your GM locked up, but your star quarterback is twisting in the wind, and he's upset. Um, and I'm not sure if Kingsbury is the guy that can bring the best out of Kyler Murray. So I don't know how the 2022 season is going to go. I really don't. Um, but I do know this. Like in Detroit, Jared Goff and the the rest of the Lions, their marquee players, they were present for the offseason program, right? They were there, 100% mm-hmm. buy-in. They won three games. Aaron Rodgers missed most of it and won 13 games. I think Kyler Murray, of every quarterback in the National Football League, definitely needs OTAs 
in minicamps because of how he plays. If he misses, that offense really could take a step back during the regular season, so he could be gone, but I'll swipe left. I think they'll get it right. I think cooler heads will prevail. All right, let's keep it rolling. Funchy, what else you got? All right, guys, uh, last one because we're running really, really late here. In the small city of Kyle, Texas, they had multiple UFO sightings uh, in the last few months, even one last Sunday that made big news locally down there. One witness said it was a light show of a light time, and another one said it was just one after another UFO just coming in the sky, like just going crazy. Now, question here, and I really think more of a question of, you know, one of life's greatest mysteries, do UFOs exist? Swipe left or swipe right? DeMarco. Oh, swipe right. Absolutely. Absolutely UFOs exist. You guys don't believe in UFOs? I do. I Thank do. you. You do, right? Yeah. I mean, they're out there. We can't be we, the only. You the can't be alone. Exactly. The universe, there's, like, right? there's a billion, you know, planets in the galaxy. In galaxy. Thank you. Absolutely. See, and the plan is working. Didn't you guys see, like, the, the, the didn't you see Endgame? That's real. It's coming. Yes. I, <laughs> I don't want to die yet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not so sure. What's that? I'm not so sure. You're not so sure? So I'm not so swiping. I'm not positive. I'm swiping left. How can you how can you be on the fence with everything that we know or don't know? It's right there in the sky. I, I know, but you know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I was driving down the road one night, and DeMarco, I looked up into the sky, and I saw something flying, and I went, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that is not a plane. That is not a was helicopter. This recently yeah, this is about a year ago. Man. Yeah. And this something's weirds going on here, right? So I'm not joking with you guys at all. I pulled my car off the side of the freeway, and I got out of my car and I started trying to take pictures of what was in the sky. And then I said to myself, "What's going on here? I'm looking at something that I cannot identify. Therefore, that is a UFO." Right. Because I don't know what that is. Technically, yes, unidentified. I'm dying yeah. to see a UFO. I'm just waiting for today. I see a UFO in the sky. You probably well, you, already have, yeah. You know, you know what happened though. What? Ultimately, I found out what it was, what and was therefore it? it was identified, not unidentified. That night, Elon Musk had launched one of his rocket ship thingies, and it wasn't on my radar. I didn't know about it. Wow! And so I saw this Elon Musk rocket thing in the air, and I was like, and and. It was an unidentified flying object at the time because I didn't know what Wait, it was. Is this daytime or nighttime? This is nighttime. Yeah. So you see, I thought I saw a UFO, and for me, it was a UFO till somebody took the U away, right? And put in the I. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm not so sure. How long has drone technology been around? Probably longer than we know, right? I think some of my like nighttime UFO sightings might have been like the first ever drones. Yeah, because I've seen things that move like crazy mm -hmm. for back then, but now I'm mean, I've seen drones move that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people who have drones freak me out because all of a sudden it's flying overhead and you hear it buzzing. You're like, what the hell is that? Oh, oh somebody's yeah. got a drone. What, what is it, what's it doing over me? Here comes Skynet. Uh, yeah. All right, stick around because our Dodger insider, Blake Harris, is coming up. Radio Tinder is presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. It's award-winning, small-batch, premium-sipping tequila. The stuff is unbelievable. TequilaMandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. The Dodgers get ready to go to San Diego to take on the Padres. And our Dodger insider, Blake Harris, is coming up. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Sending a lot of love to our man George Sedano in the Sedano and Cap Twitter community. 
For those that may have missed George's announcement earlier today, he's in health and safety protocols because he's in the league. Those of us outside of the league, when we get COVID, we just say we have COVID. But, <laughs> but when you're in the league, you say health and safety protocols. Send like in it. love, brother. Send in love, Georgie. Absolutely. Cap. Yo. Do you know this song? Do I know this song? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't know. I'm just asking. Because I was like doing your thing. I was like, dun, 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 dun. Uh. This is another song. Uh. Back in the day, if you heard this coming out of my room, don't knock. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Erotic City was the other one. Back in the day. Just saying. I'm not even going to do it. Don't so, knock. So, of course, I don't know the song. Yeah, you do. Well, hold on a second. Hold on. All right, I've tried to Shazam it, and I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did this to me yesterday. What, Shazam? Yeah, the whole thing. Okay. So yesterday, Laura says to me before we come back from commercial break, she goes, I'm about to play a song that none of y'all is going to know. And I went, yeah, you're probably right. I probably won't know it. So while she's playing the song, I put my phone to my headphones and I Shazam it. And she's like, Cap, you have any idea who this is? And I'm like, um, um, is it Big Boy? And I blew everybody's mind yesterday. Wow. Nice. And they're like, they're like, how'd you know that? And I made up this story about how I, I had an Alex Toussaint Club Bangers ride on my Peloton <laughs> and that he played that song. But in actuality, what I did, DeMarco, is I put my Shazam to my headphones and then Shazam told me the answer. Smart. Wow. Look at that. Resourceful. Unbelievable. Yeah. Taking over for record stores. Hey, dude, are you following what's going on with the Dodgers? I am. Uh, aren't they off today? And They, they are. They're in San Diego, right? Yep, they're going to start a series against the Padres tomorrow. So here to discuss is our Dodger insider. Blake Harris is back on Sedano and Cap with DeMarco filling in. What's up, Blake? Hey, guys. How are you, uh, how are you doing on this beautiful Thursday? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know about you, DeMarco. How are you? Gorgeous. Happy. Fun. Having a great time. Yeah. So, Blake, uh, big series coming up this weekend down in San Diego at Petco Park. Dodgers. Nine and three, Padres nine and five. Uh, first matchup between these two teams this season. What do you say, man? I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know that people down in San Diego consider this, you know, a massive rivalry. Uh, I know Dodgers fans will tell you we're not there quite yet, but it's certainly been building over the last couple of years. And again, anytime you face a division rival, anytime you do face someone that's you know, coming for the division title, things are going to get exciting. So I'm looking forward to it, especially, you know, we're only two weeks into the season. The Dodgers did get a good test this week facing the Braves, but I think this is going to be their biggest test of the season so far. Going down to San Diego, those fans are going to be alive and well. They're going to be cheering on their team. So I think this is a really good test for the Dodgers, and I'm looking forward to it. This is definitely the series to watch in all of baseball this weekend. Cap, yeah. do I have to hate Machado? Is this a show where you have to hate Machado? You don't have to hate him. Okay. <laughs> I think he's fun to watch. I do. I, I kind of like him. Um, are, are you surprised? Uh, Dodgers are what? Nine and three, Cap, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are they playing about as well as you expected so far? Yeah. I mean, obviously coming into the season, you know, everyone expects the Dodgers to win 100 games again. But, you know, we've seen in years past just how difficult it is. I did expect them to, you know, start off the season pretty strong, but nine and three, I mean, they're on pace for like 122 games, I think something like that. So I was expecting them to start the season off pretty strong, but definitely I don't think winning nine out of their first 12, especially considering, you know, they lost two of their first three. So I think they've only lost one, one game since 
last Sunday or something like that. So uh, I, I figured they they you know get off to a hot start, but uh, nine and three, it's definitely a pleasant surprise, I'd say, uh, for the first two weeks. Hey, Blake Harris is here um, now. I like to call Blake Balake. Um, <laughs> do you call people named Blake Balake, Demarco? Uh, never, not until this show. Oh, really? But I will adopt it for you. Okay. Yes. Block how about it. people? How about people named Aaron? Do you call them Aaron? No, just just Aaron. Okay, got yeah. it. Um, George is like that too, but me, I like to call Blake Balake. So Blake, um, you talk about hot hot starts. Cody Bellinger. I know a lot of people were keeping their eye on Bellinger this year. He's gotten off to a nice start. Whereas on the other side, Mookie Betts kind of cold at the plate. What do you say about those two? Yeah, I know. I think it was last week we talked about Cody Bellinger and. I was pretty optimistic saying, you know, don't write him off. I think he's going to have a pretty good season. And so far, he's been the second-best hitter on the Dodgers behind Freddie Freeman. He leads the Dodgers with six games with multiple hits. Uh, You know, he's hitting home runs, hitting extra base hits. So Cody Bellinger's been a huge, huge bonus for the Dodgers early in the season. But then, yeah, you transition over to Mookie Betts, who he's been, you know, the worst hitter in this Dodgers lineup. I believe he only has one hit over his last 15, 16 at-bats. He's not, you know, hitting home runs, not hitting extra base hits. But the good thing with Mookie Betts is he provides such good defense in right field. And, you know, he's still a force on the bases. I think he'll turn things around. I mean, again, it's only been two weeks. So I know we're praising Cody for getting off to the hot start. So it is kind of tough to really give Mookie a lot of crap for having a slow two-week start. If this was the middle of July, you know, no one would essentially notice. So I think he'll turn things around. Again, this is still one of the 10 best players in all of baseball. So if the Dodgers are 9-3, and three, and that's with Mookie Betts being their worst player, uh, I think I will take that any day of the week. Yeah. What about the rotation? I, and this is funny. I, he's a future Hall of Famer, but I, I'm, I'm most surprised about Clayton Kershaw. But that's that's a different subject. Who went last night? Walker Bueller, right? I, uh, last, yesterday was uh, Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, oh, uh, day before was talking about him walks uh, yeah. and hits and uh, what do you think of the Dodgers rotation this early I mean, and that, into the future? Go ahead. Right, that, that's the crazy thing. Coming into the season, I know me especially, that was my only concern with this Dodgers team would be their starting rotation because, you know, you have Walker Bueller and Julio Urias, but after that, you have a Clayton Kershaw who is coming off a pretty significant injury, and then you have question marks with Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney. But if anything, Andrew or Tony Gonsolin and Andrew Heaney have been the Dodgers' best starters this season. Unfortunately, Andrew Heaney, he was just placed on the IL. He'll probably miss one or two starts. Hopefully, it's uh, only a couple of weeks. But Tony Gonsolin, I mean, up until yesterday, I think someone took him over. But he had the best ERA in all of the National League. Uh, so, you know, the back end of that rotation has been carrying them. I don't know how much longer this is going to keep up. But uh, I, I think this is probably my biggest surprise of the season, uh, again, considering where my expectations were at with them entering the year. Yeah, we're talking to Blake Harris, who's our Dodger insider here on Sedano and Cappy. I was pretty surprised the other night about Walker Bueller's performance. Um, it just... You know, just wasn't the kind of dominant Walker Bueller kind of thing we're we're accustomed to seeing. I want to say he had like five innings, gave up eight hits, a bunch of runs. So yeah, I mean, that, I think that is the big concern. And by the way, I know that's what's got Padre fans excited. They think their team is ready to really compete, and they think they've got the better pitching staff than the Dodgers. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, on paper, that that Padres pitching staff it, it looks pretty enticing. And you know, like you mentioned the other night, Walker Bueller only had two strikeouts. I think. His strikeout numbers are down significantly this year. But again, you know, it's a small sample size, but I'm really looking forward to, I mean, that's the big thing I'm looking forward to this weekend between the Dodgers and Padres is seeing how the starting pitching matchups, 
you know, play out. You know, Andrew Heaney, he's obviously going to miss his start on Saturday, but we're getting guys like Clayton Kershaw, Yu Darvish, Julio Urias. I mean, it's essentially an all-star pitching staff on both ends that we're going to be getting on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, again, I, I really like what the Padres have done. I think they're, you know, doing pretty well uh, numbers-wise with their, their pitching staff. So, it's going to be interesting to see. I think this weekend it's going to be maybe first team to score three or four runs is going to pull up the victory. Yeah. Hey, DeMarco, uh, opine on this, and then we'll let Blake get out of here. But Blake. Uh, yeah, Blake. Thank you. <laughs> um, He's catching so, on. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. This Braves-Dodgers series that we just saw was so interesting and dramatic because you had the Freddie Freeman come to the Dodgers from the Braves, and you had Kenley Jansen go from the Dodgers to the from the Braves to the Dodgers. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. And, and so, ultimately, Kenley Jansen was booed when he came out of the bullpen. DeMarco, should Kenley Jansen be booed at Dodger Stadium okay. when he's trying to save a game? There's two different boos, right? There's, there's, there's the boo where we hate you, like the Barry Bonds boo, that throaty boo, and then there's, you know, we, we have to boo you type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's a sign of respect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't cheer. What do you think, Blake? I mean, Freddie, Freddie for Freddie Freeman and boos for Kenley Jansen. Were Dodger fans justified in booing Kenley Jansen? Uh, I, I, I'm still blown away by that. I mean, obviously this is coming from someone that's been, you know, Kenley Jansen's biggest supporter, even through all the ups and downs. But this is not just a guy that, you know, left on bad terms. He didn't call out Dodgers fans or anything like that. He left on good terms. This is the greatest closer in franchise history, one of the greatest pitchers. Um, He has a strong chance of getting this number retired by the Dodgers. And this is his first game, you know, on the mound at Dodger Stadium since he moved. And getting boos coming out of the bullpen. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's the opposing closer, you boo. I don't remember any time I was ever at a Dodgers game where the opposing closer comes in and I'm booing. Uh, You know, you boo if you lose or something like that. But I've never booed when a closer comes in. I know Dodgers fans have a weird relationship with Kenley Jansen because, again, he's had ups and downs, but this is a Dodger icon. This is a Dodgers legend. And I think booing him coming out of the bullpen, I, I think it was a disgrace. Is this who the Dodgers um, fans are? I, I was are? really disappointed. Is this who they are? Is this who they want to be? They want to be like Boston? They want to get that rep? I, I, again, it's just they have a weird relationship with Kenley Jansen where even though you know they, he left on good terms, he was great in the postseason last year. It seems like with Kenley Jansen especially, fans just want to remember all the negative things, all the playoff games that, you know, he's, you know, kind of broke down in, him not getting to close games out in the World Series. So, uh, for some reason, I, I just don't understand. But a moment like that, again, I get he's the opposing closer. Um, you can't, you know, actively cheer for other guys. But there are some rare, exce- rare exceptions. I mean, mm. Corey Seager, he's going to be getting standing ovations every plate appearance he ever has at Dodger Stadium moving forward. So, uh, it, it really did suck to see Kenley Jensen get booze, but the day prior he did get a standing ovation prior to the game. Right. Um, they did, you know, they did give him like a, a framed, you know, photo of his first strikeout. He had his family there, so that was great. But still, I mean, this was an entirely different crowd. Um, if I was there, I would be giving him a standing ovation. I get maybe if there's like 25% booze, just again, people have their way. But the fact that it was a, a large amount of booze, I didn't really hear much cheers. Personally, it, it just really sucked to see because. He definitely didn't deserve it. I mean, this is a guy where, again, if you remember a couple of years ago in Colorado, doctors told him, hey, because of your heart, don't pitch. And he said, I'm going to pitch anyway because I love this team. So you could say he's risked his life to pitch for the Dodgers. Right. And, you guys have been yeah, willing to die for the, for the Dodgers yeah. in some ways. Laura, so, say what you just yeah. said, and then we'll, we'll hit this break. 
I to- said he's been booed in a Dodger uniform. It shouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Wow. And I love him. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to cheer for him when he's about to close hey, on my team. He should yeah. go Jerry West and Sue. <laughs> hey, Blake, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Enjoy this weekend. Uh, Padres Dodgers is going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Blake Harris stopping by. That's our Dodger insider. Coming up next, what we need to know. We're all going to find out together. And then with DeMarco here in the house and the Rams starting their offseason training program, I got a couple of Rams issues I want to talk to DeMarco about. Stick around. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.